Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Jason Vines, author of What Did Jesus Drive? And you're listening to Thursday Night Thunder on the Speedway Digest Radio Network. Hello and welcome to the January 25th edition of Speedway Digest, Thursday Night Thunder, the most hardcore motorsports program on the internet. This is episode 127 of the series. I'm your host, Adam Jason Sinclair, and on tonight's program, Michael Lally and myself will be talking about the Rolex 24 at Daytona, getting ready for the NASCAR season, and going hog wild with the swine master of the, hog, of the Hambone Express 3. At the South Florida Fairgrounds, another high, form of high-speed racing action will take to the racetrack this year. Instead of the NHRA, these elite athletes run under the auspices of the NPRA, the National Pig Racing Association. And unlike their NHRA counterparts, they aren't fueled by nitromethane. Their fuel of choice is an Oreo cookie. Their power isn't measured in thousands of horsepower, but one pig power. Run by the fine folks at Hambone Express 3, their pigs claim to be the swiftest swine off the line. And those who attend the South Florida Fair in West Palm Beach, Florida, will have a chance to judge for themselves. A veterinarian inspects the racing pigs from snout to tail every 30 days, and they meet or exceed the requirements of the USDA Animal Welfare Act and state and local regulations. The event consists of four races with four pigs in each race, so they'll a couple with five this year. The Swine Master introduces the celebrity contestants for each of the four teams, the Nashville Runners, Hollywood Runners, Political Runners, and the World Champion Heavyweights. Before each race, he introduces the celebrity team's contestants, including Swinona Judd, Slick Willie, and Donald Rump Roast himself. Each race features a special cheerleader, affectionately known as a pig rooter, who is chosen by the Swine Master, Charles Boger. These cheerleaders are responsible for helping to get their section more involved in the race as the swiftest swine is normally the one who has the loudest cheering section. No matter who you root for, be sure to see the pig races at least once this year. Remember, they race no swine before their time. For more information on the pig races, as well as the other events taking place at the South Florida Fair, be sure to visit their website at southfloridafair.com. The fair runs through Sunday the 28th, which is this Sunday. Hopefully the weather is good for the the final round of pig races on Sunday. It looks like it might be a little bit of a sloppy track there. You never know. We're going to give Mr. Boger a few more minutes because I know his last race of the evening took place probably about 35 minutes ago. So while we're waiting, let's go ahead and listen to Angel in Flames by Ron Pastana and the pit crew.
says the angel in flames. Hi, this is Jason Alder from AB Motorsports, and you're listening to the Thursday Night Thunder on the Speedway Digest Radio Network. Once again, that was Angel in Flames by Ron Sun and the Pit Crew. We're now going to go ahead and connect with Charles Boger of Hambone Express. Stand by. Hello, this is Adam Sinclair with Thursday Night Thunder. You're on the air now. How are you doing this evening? It's Charlie. Uh, this is Charlie the Swine Master. I'm just doing great. How y'all doing up there? Pretty good. Pretty good. We got a couple questions for you, and just wanted to find out first how what did how did you first come up with the idea for the NPRA? Well, my family we've had uh, we've had three of these units out, and uh, we just thought to the National Pig Racing Association to be a good deal, kind of like this, you know, like NHRA and their NASCAR and all that stuff. So we just started wanting to get our own little label for our own little piglets. And what are the basic rules and regulations that you go by for the uh, for the racing out there? Well, I don't know. It's kind of like NASCAR. Sometimes it's not good, clean racing. They get a little bumping and grinding in the corners and uh, – all that business, but it's usually just like any race. It's who gets the, you know, the inside lead and uh, all that business, but they're not any basic rules. I mean, they, they can get pretty dirty out there if they want to. They, they, they'll spend how bad they want to win. <laughs> I know you've been doing pretty well with crowds out there at the South Florida Fairgrounds, but what kind of crowd do you usually get at the at the pig races? Well, at the South Florida Fair, this is a great, great pig racing venue. They love pig races down here. I've been down here for about, I think it's my seventh year down here. And we get huge crowds. There can be hardly anybody around our show, but come showtime, they'll be all the way around the show. I mean, it, it, they love it down here. Do you have a favorite pig? Well, I don't know. One of my favorites, maybe at Marksoft. 
we run political pigs, piglets, and I've, I've always been partial to Slick Willie. I like him, you know, but uh, we've got some dandies in there, you know. we got Dolly Porkin. I've always thought she was great, and we run her. Uh, and we got some pop rock stars in there, Lindsay Lohams and, uh, you know, Pete Pig Rock and some of them people like that. But, you know, Slick Willie probably my favorite because I've always liked old Slick, and he usually tried to slide in there and win one, you know. How many events do you do each year? I think my wife, Carol, told me we did 28 fairs last year, and that's going from South Florida to uh, South Texas, up in Ohio and Illinois and all over Oklahoma and Arkansas and Texas. Um, we just try to stay on the road all the time, it's especially this time of year. We love to be in South Florida because uh, it's cold where we're from up there in Arkansas, so it, it's nice weather down here and good people, so we love it down here. Awesome. Well, let me toss you out to my co-host. Has a couple of questions for you as well. Yes, sir. How are the cheerleaders chosen? Well, I, what I do, sweetheart, I divide the crowd into four equal cheering sections because we got four piglets in each race, and I just, you know, and I go around there and get them to cheer, and I just. Pick me a, a, a child or whoever. I said, who wants to be the cheerleader for pig number one in race number one? And whoever shows the most excitement and throws their hands up and, and does the, you know, yelling and screaming, that's the ones we want to get. It's actually family show, but we like to entertain the kids because the parents can come and sit down and the kids can have fun. But I just pick one out of each crowd, whichever who seems to be the most excited. And where did the creativity for the pigs, um, for their names, where did the names come from? Well, some of that comes on behind-the-scenes activities, honey. When we're, uh, like, barbecuing and stuff like that, we will uh, come up with names on, like, the pop rock stars. Uh, my wife watches E! News a lot, and we pick up names that's in the news or the <clears throat> political names. Uh, we pick that up, whoever uh, happens to be hot in them in the political section, whether they're, you know, good, bad, or ugly, whichever, it doesn't matter. It's a, it's a pig race. We're not picking fun to anybody, but it's just for entertainment. <laughs> and what does a typical race day look like for the NPRA? Well, it's quite a prep work. Uh, we put the piglets up there. They go through the NPRA uh, uh, Olymp- Olympic whirlpool up there, we call it. We give them baths and everything, get them preps for the – prep for the race so they're all nice and clean and pretty and want to come down and, and do good. And then, of course, the crowd gets to buzz, and they'll be around, around here down in South Florida. It's a South Florida Fair. They'll be down here 30 or 40 minutes before the show because they want to get a seat because if they don't show up that early, they don't get a seat. And my final question for you this evening. So it says the Oreo cookies are the fuel of the MPRA. Where – did that, like, food source come from? Like, why Oreo cookies? Well, that's just kind of a staple. Any pig races in the country, there's lots of pig races out there, but that this seems to be a staple for a pig race. And, uh, you know, an Oreo cookie, that way a pig runs around there, and that that just seems to be a staple. I mean, uh, that that's just what everybody does. I mean, any, anybody that's ever been to a pig race, they run for an Oreo cookie. And they, they seem to like it. The first one gets around there. They get to nibble on that cookie, and the rest of them, they just get a pile of crumbs. 
And how many more shows do you have left at the at the South Florida Fair? I know they close on Tuesday on We've Sunday. We've got uh, three tomorrow at uh, two, four thirty, and seven, and then four on Saturday. Starts at one, three thirty, six, and seven thirty on Saturday and Sunday. So we got eight, nine, eleven more shows to do here. Well, we wish you lots of luck out there at the fairgrounds, and hopefully you come back for many years to come. Thanks for coming on the program. Well, I wish it. I wish that y'all could get down here to see the race and see the all the excitement and all the uh, thrills that the people and the kids and all of them get out of it because people really get excited, and, and that's what we do it for. I mean, we do it to see the, the smile on the kids' faces and people leaving here happy, laughing, and having a good time. There you go. Well, thanks again. Hopefully you have a great 11 more shows. Well, I appreciate that. And y'all call back anytime during the summer. We'll be up in Iowa and, I mean, Ohio and Illinois and some hot places up there. But y'all free to call anytime, and I'll give you an update on the, on any, any little racer stars that we have. Awesome. That will sounds like a plan. Thanks again. All right, young man. Thank you so much for calling. Y'all have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Once again, that was Charles Boger, who heads the Hambone Express 3, the featured event of the National Pig Racing Association. They travel all over the country, and as you stated, we'll probably give them a call a little bit later in the year and see how the racing is going. It's uh, quite an event out there. It's had the opportunity to go twice so far this year. I might head out one more time, uh, possibly either on Saturday or Sunday. It's pretty cool. So this weekend is the Rolex 24 Daytona. They had a qualifying afternoon. I posted a little bit about that earlier today. Um, it was actually a rather amazing qualifying session. The uh, the announcer seemed really surprised. The Pedro Award in his in his car for performance tech finished in or uh, qualified in outside of row two, the fourth starting position. We've had Pedro on the program before. He's a really good friend of the show. He's an awfully nice guy. And definitely the future of, of modern racing, if not in sports car, then definitely in IndyCar, and possibly in Formula One in the future. It was a great event there at the uh, at the Rolex 24 Daytona qualifying today. Uh, we're going to be posting some more information about that in roughly 30 minutes or so. So that'll have information about the qualifying positions and also a little bit more about the event this weekend. Unfortunately, we are not heading up to the event in uh, in Daytona this year, primarily because it's been way too cold the past few years, and I don't really enjoy sitting out in freezing rain in the middle of the night. Um, so hopefully the weather is a little bit better. The forecast isn't really great for Sunday, but the forecast for the beginning of the race on Saturday is pretty good. So if you're in the Daytona Beach area or planning on heading out to the track, Saturday is definitely the best day. Saturday night, it gets a little iffy. It gets a little cooler. And Sunday is just supposed to be a washout pretty much there at the track, which will make for a, an interesting race, to say the least. You planning on watching a little bit of the Rolex 24? Yeah, I'm sure I will. Um, who's your pick to win? That's a good question. If it goes by money, then it normally does in reserve racing. Uh, the pick to win would definitely be Penske and the Acuras. Um he, uh, Helio Castro Neves was actually on the pole for a short period of time this afternoon, and he uh, he ended up finishing, I think it was like in fifth is what the what the official qualifying results were for him. So, uh, and he actually got out of the car, and you're not allowed to get out of the car there unless you're unless you're going to retire the car. So he got out of the car, and they had to get back in, and 
and bring it back through tech inspection and all that. I don't think he had a very happy day. But um, that would be my pick to win. Um, but it doesn't always go that way. So I'd say that the the guy with the most experience in winning in Daytona is, uh, is again, going back to Pedro Award, who last year, Performance Tech, didn't lose one race in the uh, in the PC class. So I think it would be pretty cool if the the relatively small team there from from South Florida here was able to go and, and win the win the event, especially starting in fourth place. That's a pretty good place to start. And in a twenty four hour race it doesn't matter as much, but it's always good to start up in front anyway. So it should be a, a really good weekend of racing there at the at the twenty four hours. Um I know that there is a race also tomorrow, the Continental Sports Car Series, as the Continental Tire Series has a, a their first race of the season tomorrow afternoon. Um, I believe you can see that on IMSA TV, where you go to IMSA.com. There'll be a little link up at the top where you can you can click on that to watch now. If you can't see it live, there will also there will be live timing and scoring. I'm sure of that on on IMSA.com as well, and they're probably going to replay it later in the year. Um, I know they also have it on, on YouTube in a few days, so be sure to look out for that. Um, this is the first year that in almost a decade that uh, Freedom Autosport isn't going to be on the track. We've had the Freedom Autosport is on the program before. Uh, they, uh, their MX-5 team folded in the offseason, uh, partly because of the, the fact that the rules changed a little bit in the Continental Tire Series, partly because of the fact that Liam Dwyer had his big surgery in the offseason, um, but That'll be a little bit different not to have them there. Uh, my pick for the Continental Tire Race tomorrow is probably automatic racing, and uh, and they have a, a really good set of cars they're going to be racing tomorrow. Um, you can check that out. I did an article on that on speedwaydigest.com this afternoon in the racing news section, so be sure to check that out. Um, but I don't I don't know who do the best at the Continental Tire Race because it is a little bit different this year. They're running a little bit different format. They've got some different classes, and it's also a little bit, uh, a little bit longer, I think, than it has in the past. So be sure to check that out if you're, again, if you're in the Daytona area tomorrow afternoon, the race at the uh, Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. I believe it starts at 1 p.m. tomorrow. So be sure to head out to the track for that. Again, that's pretty awesome racing there. Uh, most of the cars in the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge are pretty much stock cars. So that's a, uh, if you're interested in in pretty much uh, modifying your own car, seeing how it can perform on the track, you can watch the Continental Tire Series, and that'll give you a pretty good idea. They do have minis involved in the race in there, so that's always cool too. And uh, be sure to check that out. So you said last week you had some new developments in your racing season for this year. Anything else pop up in the past week? really we're kind of well as I, as of right now I know that we will be racing Wenatchee for the endurance race but we've had a lot more tracks closing down and it sounds like Wenatchee isn't doing as well as they were in previous so I think it's going to be kind of hard for people around Washington to find good tracks to race but mm. as of right now, we'll at least, you know, race at Wenatchee for the endurance race and 
maybe go to Evergreen or something. But racing's really what's the word I'm looking for? Deteriorating around Washington. Hmm. It's kind of sad, but I don't know. I guess it happens. You have to start getting involved in the ice racing or the the Canadian series there. Travel north of the border for some racing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've had there's been a few people that raced at Efreda that went to Canada and raced up in Canada. So I mean, I know it's mm-hmm. doable. I just I don't know how doable. I heard Canada's actually got some pretty cool tracks, at least. You've mentioned in the past about MAV-TV. They've had a lot of stuff from Canada in the past few weeks, uh, mostly motorcycle stuff because it's the sort of the off-seasons. So they're trying to fill in stuff from the summer. But it looked like there's a, some pretty interesting tricks there in, north of the border that, that might be worth checking out at least. Yeah, I'm trying to have an interesting show in the next few weeks. We've got the... Uh, trying to line up some people from the Rolex 24. Hopefully we're going to be able to talk to Robbie Foley next week. Um, he's planning on racing in several races. He's already raced in the P1 race, uh, not the P1 race, the P2 race there, the uh, the race that was held during their war before the Rolex 24. Um, he raced in that. He going to, he's probably going to be in the Continental Tire race tomorrow. I know they have a team there. And he's going to be racing in the Rolex 24 as well. And the Rolex 24 will be in a, in a Mercedes. So that might be cool to talk to him next week. Um, we're also planning on getting a couple other drivers from the Rolex 24. Uh, haven't had anything confirmed yet, but we're working on it. And we hope to have an announcement probably in the next week or so. Again, I'll put that on Speedway Digest Thursday night on your Facebook page as soon as it's confirmed. And we'll go from there. Um, the following week, we're going to go ahead and do a dirt car preview um, from because I'm going to be heading up to the Dirt Car Nationals at Volusia Speedway Park on the 9th of February, which is only like two weeks away from from now. And we're going to be heading up there. It'll only be the second dirt track that I've actually attended in person. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be pretty cool. Um, So we're also going to head up and check out the World Series of Asphalt Racing, which is at the New Smyrna Speedway. So that'll be pretty cool, too. I know that that race has brought in a lot of people from NASCAR in the past, plus people from all over the all over the country, and some people even from Australia have gone to the, the World Series of Asphalt. Um, so we'll, we'll be interested to see how that goes. Um, hopefully it's a pretty good race there. I think the weather's supposed to be good. At least the extended forecast is good for that. So looking forward to it. It should be pretty cool. And we've got... At least one driver who's competing in the Dirt Car Nationals is going to be on the program in two weeks. And we'll get more information about that as soon as we have it confirmed. Um, I'm 99% sure he's, he's going to be on the show, but I'm not 100%, so I don't want to, want to spoil anything yet. But he has been on the program before. He was on here, I believe, three years ago now. So we'll be notifying that in the next couple of days. Are you a race car driver, crew chief, pit member, track owner, Maybe you're just a huge fan of the sport. Contact either Michael Mullally or myself to get your spot on the show. After all, you deserve your 15 minutes of fame, and we'd love to hear from you. Let's go ahead and take a nice a little short break again and listen to Dirt Track Racing, ready for the Dirt Car Nationals, from Ron Pastana and the Pit Crew. <laughs> 
Once again, that was Dirt Track Racing from Ron Pastana and the Pit Crew. Again, we're going to be getting warmed up to be into the uh, the Dirt Track mood, so to speak, in the next couple of weeks. And we're looking for a few people who currently compete on Dirt to be on the show. So if you're interested, please give us a call. Actually, don't give us a call. We don't want to talk to you on here. But please contact us on Facebook. Um, that'll be the best way to get in contact with us on uh, through the Speedway Digest Thursday Night Thunder Facebook page. And let us know if you're interested in coming on the show. You can also reach me via email by going to speedwaydigest.com in the racing news section. And looking me up there, uh, you'll find a link to my email as well as Facebook and I believe Google Plus, although I don't use that quite as much. Um, so be sure to look that up there and we'll get, get you booked on the program. It should be a, a relatively interesting thing there on the program. We're, we're looking forward to the dirt track racing, so it should be pretty cool. We're also getting ready for the, the IndyCar racing season at the St. Petersburg, the Grand B of St. Petersburg. So we're going to have a few IndyCar people on the show in the next few weeks. Um, I'm currently trying to get a few a few people. Some of them are really busy with the Rolex 24, so we're going to have have and see who's going to be on the program for that. More than likely, it'll be somebody from the Road to Indy, but we might get lucky and get one of the IndyCar drivers. You never know. We've had some pretty great luck in the past, so keep my fingers crossed. Be sure to check out past episodes of There's Night Thunder, as well as his other shows on the Speedway Digest Radio Network at speedwaydigestradionetwork.com. You can also check out the show on Facebook by searching for Speedway Digest There's Night Thunder in the search bar. I also invite you to read all the articles covering all aspects of motorsports at speedwaydigest.com. There's a lot of stuff being posted on there about NASCAR, considering Media Day was the other day. Um, I also posted 15 articles there about various racing news and a little bit of speedway news. So be sure to check that out in the racing news section and also one speedway news piece. In addition, if you're a fan of South Florida and who isn't, be sure to check out the latest news and information about our slice of paradise at Palm Beach Happening, which we found by visiting palmbeach.happeningnight.com. I've been doing a lot of coverage about the fair, uh, which is kind of how I got the uh, Charles Boulder here from the uh, pig racing so that'll be kind of uh, you might want to check that out I also posted I believe 32 articles it's my my record there on Palm Beach Happening posted that today because I just sat down and realized that I had quite a backlog and I didn't want to have that many articles sitting in the hopper there so be sure to check that out uh, we've got a, a couple of great recipes for today uh, this is Tasty Thursday after all Plus, we've got some some interesting other news regarding cruises. 
um, some some good theme park news there, and a bunch of new events that took place in the Palm Beach in the Palm Beaches, both uh, recently, as well as some of the future. So be sure to check that out. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you again on February 1st in the Thunderdome as we discuss the major issues in the world of modern auto racing. Have a great weekend, and be sure to tune in for the Rolex 24 at Daytona. Thank you for listening. Good night.